You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. I purposely came in a little bit late just to mess with our engineer, Paul Roberts. Uh, most people make spontaneous decisions when trying to solve their hardest problems. Author of Stop Guessing, Nat Green says, a new set of behaviors can help you as a CEO, identify the true issues. His latest book outlines why and how problem solvers solve hard problems to their root cause. He joins us today to discuss how you can implement these behaviors into your firms to effectively solve problems. You know, here on Critical Mass Radio Show, we love reviews of the show. If you would be so kind as to go onto your favorite podcasting software and write a short review, this is a great way for others like you to find our program. And since we started our show in 2009, we've reached over several hundred thousand listeners with our podcasts and our live stream here on octalkradio.net. All right, Nat, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to talking with you. I'm crazy excited to have you here because I'm all about the quality of the decisions that top executives make, and your book is fascinating. So before we before we get into the book, tell me what was your inspiration to take the time and make the commitment to write Stop Guessing? Yeah, it's interesting because I, I'm not sort of a natural author, but I, I accidentally teamed up with a friend a couple of years ago to write an amateur book and to do with politics and just because I was frustrated about the state of politics and and how people approached problem solving within that context. And then um, an editor uh, came across the book and, and asked me to write a book and we went through four or five different uh, potential topics and, and we chose problem solving. And, and the reason you know we chose it, I mean, I've, I've spent a large part of my life I've dedicated to understanding how to solve hard problems and I just, I'm sort of, very optimistic about the world and and uh, very worried at the same time you know I, I see the I see the number of problems that we face around us from from big societal issues to um, sort of seemingly trivial issues in our personal lives and uh, and I see a lot of opportunity for us to solve problems better and, and run our lives better and I've spent my career helping mostly very large industrial businesses um, in uh, Europe and North America uh, solve some of their toughest um, sort of technical problems and uh, you know, and then with with uh, my consulting practice doing that, and I just felt it was time. Uh, you know, maybe it's a midlife crisis, but it was a time to share some of what we've learned with a broader audience, um, in order to help um, more people solve the hard problems they face. Um, because otherwise, I'm going to wake up in 20 more years, and there's still going to be millions and millions and millions of problems that we haven't solved. And I, I, I sort of, I hope the world will be better than that. So we're talking with Nat Green, sorry, Nat, and his book is Stop Guessing, and I didn't finish the title because purposely I wanted to hold that for the next question. The The rest of the title is The Nine Behaviors of Great Problem Solvers. So in looking through your book, I'm fascinated by the different categories, you know, the, the one that I, I'm going to ask you to kind of touch on these nine in a summary form, but the one that I really uh, caught my attention was the one you titled embrace your ignorance but i wonder if you could for my audience which are which tend to be business owners and ceos of lower middle market companies think a hundred million dollars and smaller so can can you speak to their problem solving needs in how you've written this book stop guessing that sure so the nine behaviors is uh headlined sort of by 
the sort of title of the book, which is Stop Guessing. The first behavior, if you want to start solving hard problems, you've got to stop guessing. And most people uh, approach problems, sort of simple problems, by sort of trying out a couple of ideas. You know, you maybe get a group of people, you brainstorm a bit if it's a slightly harder problem. And you try some things. And, you know, if you fail once, you, you try again quickly. Uh, and, and you'll iterate towards something. And that takes care of easy problems. And so the landscape of problems has a lot of solved easy problems. But what that approach does, um, where people sort of guess at things, is, is it habituates them to trying that even when it's not appropriate. So when you have a hard problem, which might be something that people have tried out before and failed, it's lingered for a while, uh, or it has many potential root causes, then people tend to try that same approach, and it, it just doesn't work. It's sort of statistically unlikely to work, and uh, it's going to lead to failure. And so the first behavior you need to embrace is, is to stop guessing and to recognize when you start to do that um, and to be able to coach your people you know, to, to do that. And then there's a number of other uh, behaviors. You, you mentioned embrace your ignorance. Um, I can jump to that uh, quite happily. So... What a lot of businesses do is uh, they rely, um, they sort of rely on other people to help them solve problems, and they, they don't rely on themselves enough, and they're not willing to admit where they don't understand something. So you often find this, I'll be in a meeting and, and someone will be talking about something, and they'll use some three-letter acronym and other slang for things, and, and particularly when you interact with a lot of other vendors uh, and, and you're in some complex part of a supply chain, it's very hard for you to know everything that's going on. And people are unwilling to say, look, I just don't understand that, or insist that they uh, have explained to them. And it's a particular problem, funnily enough, not when people aren't familiar with the, with the subject matter, but when it is their area that they should know about. They feel more embarrassed to ask the question. And often we end up with a, a superficial understanding of how something works, but it's not quite deep enough to understand really what's going on. And, and a recent very topical, topical example, um, as I mentioned, I'm quite interested in politics, was um, the recent election. And there was a lot of talk about the Electoral College and the rules behind that and what might happen and so on. And what you find is a lot of people have studied it and feel they understand it, but it turns out our understanding isn't nearly deep enough to really understand the possibilities that could have happened last November. Um, and so, you know, in the business sense, in a uh, sort of middle market business, what, what you end up with is, is it's often very hard to have an expert on every subject on staff who can take care of uh, these things for you. You often need to have uh, you know, your staff and train them to be able to wear multiple hats and, and to get stuck in. And, and if they're going to do that effectively and solve these hard problems that are, are sort of pushing the frontier of what your organization understands, they're going to have to accept that they don't know things and go get help uh, and reach out and learn. Excellent. Thank you. We're talking with Nat Green. He is the author of Stop Guessing, The Nine Behaviors of Great Problem Solvers. If uh, Our audience are lifelong learners, and many of them are avid book readers. So if, if you're listening to this podcast or the live stream and you've read Daniel Kahneman's Thinking Fast and Slow, I think you will really enjoy Stop Guessing by Nat Green. There's some of, in, in, Even in the answer that you just gave, there's some parallels between that and what uh, Dr. Kahneman's work is about is relative to how we make decisions and, and so we're going we're gonna to take a short break here on Critical Mass Radio Show, Nat. And when we come back, I want to continue to talk about this. And, and I want to talk about sort of the bias that 
people have and, and, and the need to get to the root cause, one of the things that we talked about in the open, but it's really important to me having run organizations and see other leaders who are running organizations, you really need to make sure you're solving the real problem, the root cause problem. So uh, are you comfortable talking about that when we come back, Nat? I can't wait. All right. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back in less than 60 seconds. All we have is one short message about something that I do. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Critical Mass Radio Show after these words from me. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show, a professional radio show podcast engineered by Paul Roberts. I am your host, Richard Franzi. Um, we're talking with Nat Green, and we're focused on his book, Stop Guessing, The Nine Behaviors of Great Problem Solvers. And um, you probably remember just shortly, a few seconds ago, a few minute, a minute ago, we were talking about root cause. And how does your book and the disciplines, the nine behaviors, how does that help people become great problem solvers, which must mean to me, Nat, they're solving the root cause problem. Yes. Yes, it's critical. And, and the interesting thing is when, when most people approach uh, problem solving, they're not really problem solving. They're solution guessing. So they, <laughs> they have an idea of a solution in their mind or someone suggested something, and they're trying to find a way to prove that that's true. And, and it, it's just ineffective. You know, what, what you need to do with harder problems, again, with harder problems, this is where this is particularly important, is you've got to really know what problem you're solving. You've got to define it correctly, and you've got to stay focused on the problem, not on your idea of a solution, because as soon as you start to focus on the solution, uh, you bring in all your biases, uh, all kinds of things, confirmation bias, you know, selecting data, cherry-picking data, to try and prove that you're right, and you become less creative, in, in my experience. Well, one of the other biases can be uh, putting an over-reliance on experts, and it, one of your nine behaviors is don't rely on experts. Can, can you share a little bit about what's in that area of your book? Yeah, I'd love to. And, and look, I love experts. I mean, my father uh, is an expert. He's, a, uh, he's testified in court on, on things, and experts are fantastic. But what happens is people rely on them, and, and by relying on them, I mean they, they give responsibility to solving the problem to that expert. And, and that can be very dangerous because the expert has to have an answer for you, <laughs> it's it's too embarrassing for them for them to say I don't know in many cases, and they're not necessarily a great problem solver. They might know a lot about the technical subject that that they have their expertise in. That doesn't mean that you would hire them to solve a problem in another area uh, or an, an area outside their expertise. And and when you're when you're trying to solve hard problems, you need to lead with um, expert problem solving capability, and then utilize 
the skill and experience of experts to point you in the right direction, to help give you some of the right data, to interpret some things that you've looked at, um, rather than just rely on them and hand the ball over. We're talking with Nat Green. We're talking about the content in his second book, if I understand that correctly, Stop Guessing, The Nine Behaviors of Great Problem Solvers. Couple, couple questions. Just First of all, you, you, you have said several times hard problems. Can you define for my audience of CEOs and business owners the difference between a hard problem and a not hard problem? Sure. Uh, I mean, you know, on the, on the surface, it's very simple. Uh, we all know what a simple problem is, and a hard problem is anything that isn't simple. But it, it's the, how do you tell a hard problem? It's maybe something that's been around a long time. So on, on a personal front, uh, you know, maybe you've been struggling to be as fit as you want to be or, or to hit some sort of body weight or shape or whatever, whatever goal you might have. On, in, in the business uh, situation, it's a problem that has probably lingered that many people have taken a look at and that um, has has probably got many, many possible root causes. You might have tried a few things. It sort of hasn't really worked. Then you know you've got a hard problem on your hand. And I, I wonder, even for easy problems, is it your experience? Have you heard anecdotally or do you have data that says if a CEO uses the disciplined nine behaviors to become a great problem solver for their hard problems, is there a residual positive impact on their ability to solve simpler problems too? Yeah, there is, and, and particularly their ability to coach people. So, you know, often CEOs have been filtered through a, a pretty um, severe sort of uh, uh, filtering process uh, called called sort of the market, and and, and now on average they tend to be very motivated, pretty bright, uh, you know, driven, got good experiences, and so they have natural gifts at solving solving problems, and, and are more disposed to be able to solve hard problems with with panache. But when you um, embrace sort of the right behaviors and you uh, inculcate them into your business, you're able to coach and lead um, your team and help them solve easy problems quicker. And certainly it allows you to get the best solution rapidly with the simple simple problem because it's all about using the behaviors to train the brain to think in a particular way and for you to observe a problem differently than most people do. And that just allows you to make quicker decisions. So on a, a simple problem, you, you, can, you can make a sort of a very quick decision and, and, and sort of run the data quite quickly if you're good at it. And in fact, you know, we recommend that you practice on simpler problems, practice the behaviors and the techniques, and that you work through a series of more difficult uh, problems to be able to hone your skills, uh, you know, and master, master these behaviors. We're talking with Nat Green. We're talking about his book, Stop Guessing, The Nine Behaviors of Great Problem Solvers. Uh, Nat, in addition to doing this radio show podcast, I lead CEO peer groups for business owners here in Southern California. I'm wondering, do you have a version of this book that you give in sort of a one-hour talk to uh, CEOs and business owners? And if you do, might you be interested in, in speaking to my community at some point in the future? Sure, I'd love to. I uh, I love speaking to business leaders, and uh, I, I do have a format, uh, you know, a key, keynote format. And then also, I I'm very happy to do off the cuff Q and A live. Uh, I, I enjoy that format as well. So either I'm happy to do. Um, yeah. Okay. I was super excited to have you on the show because I believe one of the most important things that a leader of an organization does is make decisions. There are some decisions that only she or he can make, and it's the quality of those decisions that predict the future performance of the organization because they're many times strategic with not a clear, obvious answer. So the, the work and the research and the writing that you've done, I think, is 
really very valuable, not only for my audience uh, here on the program, but also in my direct community in Southern California. So I'm going to follow up with you offline to see if we can get you to speak to my to my members in the future, okay? Perfect. What advice do you have for others who are in my audience today who say, I want to write a book about how to successfully write and then get a book published? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think you need to find something that you really know a lot about because it's easy to prematurely start to, to write a book and then and then you realize that you don't actually understand the subject matter as, as well as, as you thought. And, and I certainly had a very expansive book I wanted to write about four years ago, uh, maybe even five. And as I started to write it, I realized, you know, although I knew as much about this topic as, you know, anyone I knew, I didn't know nearly enough to write a book. And so... <laughs> What I'd say is, you know, whatever you're interested in, have a go, start outlining it, and then accept that probably you know so much that you've got you've to eat the elephant one bite at a time. You've got to take one part of that, the part that you go, oh, I really, really know this, and, and put the work into honing that piece to help people. Um, you know, rather than try, I think it's a thing of the past to sort of be the Renaissance person who can do everything and, and explain a broad swathe of things. Pick the bit you really know well and stick to that. And that's hence why I ended up with the, the uh, sort of this problem-solving book. But also, um, it's about your team. So you've got to have some support. Um, I have uh, a group that I met with regularly um, who are other writers writing books. And I met with them for six months to help support me. And, and, and I have people in my business who can help and friends who've helped and, and obviously for this uh, last book you know a, a tremendous editor who, who who gave me fantastic advice uh, and so you know don't do it alone we're talking with nat green we're talking about his book stop guessing the nine behaviors of great problem solvers you know in your book you suggest that that guesswork something you started talking about many times leads the ceo back to letting a problem go unsolved C- can can you uh kind of expand on that a little bit oh i think guesswork's a disaster and and not only not only that it's for the ceo i think the ceo when they're making a decision i think they really get the right data the data that they actually need because you're reliant on your team you know unless you're in a very small business and very hands-on you've got layers of people filtering you out from sort of the front line and and so it's the issue is when your team is guessing, they only bring you data and potential solutions and things that, that are from a, a limited subset, and it often can prevent you from um, being able to make the right decision at all. And I see that frequently. You know, people will run a brainstorming session and they'll have 50 ideas on the board, and they'll go spend weeks and resource on 20 of them, and we'll come in and analyze the situation, and the actual solution wasn't even in the list of 50 things. Oh. So they would never have been able to make the right decision. Wow, you're you're only as uh, yeah, kind of garbage in, garbage out in that area, huh? You're only as capable of making decisions based on the information that you're considering as germane to the problem at hand. Yes, wow. and so if you can't, if you can't guide your team to not guess, <laughs> then um, you know you're not going to be able to lead them to solve hard problems properly. It almost sounds better not to make the decision than to make the wrong decision in some in yeah. some of these areas, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, although, you know, in the end, the, the river keeps flowing, and if, if you don't make a decision, you know, you're dead as well. So, right. uh, you know, make the best decision that you can always. But, you know, I'd much rather have better data. You know, we talked about, you know, how much you have to know to write a book, as certainly as well-researched and documented as your book is. Um, what did you learn about problem-solving that you didn't know prior to writing and publishing this book? Any ahas in the process, Matt? 
Yeah, I mean, one, and, and this might be a little, little off from sort of where your question is, but one thing that really struck me is I didn't appreciate just how ingrained uh, this problem-solving stuff was in me because I sort of stumbled into this career in consulting. Um, you know, if you'd asked me two years before I ended up in the, in, in the career I ended up in, I had no intention to be in it. And so I sort of viewed my um, relationship with looking at hard problems and stuff as, as something that's come later in my life. But in writing the book, I realized that there's so many stories that connect to my father um, and him, uh, sort of, m the time I spent with him and how curious he was about how things worked and how he looked at, like, everything that was broken or failed or wasn't working and was, he would ask questions and I'd be thinking about it. And so from a very early age, you know, seven or eight or nine, um, I was exposed to these sorts of hard problems and I was thinking and learning about problem solving. And believe it or not, I didn't realize that until I started reading this book. Um, sometimes, you, you know, you, you don't actually know yourself as, as well as you thought. That's amazing. Um Nat Green, if someone wants to, and I hope they do, buy a copy of Stop Guessing, where do you suggest they go to buy the book? Ah, well, it's, it's, fortunately, it's very well distributed. My um, publishers, again, have done a great job. So, you know, obviously, the usual suspects, Amazon, you can buy it at Target. Uh, a bunch of independent booksellers uh, have it, and it's uh, uh, going to be up in uh, Hudson in airports uh, shortly. So. Um, really, it's uh, it's available everywhere. And if they would like to learn more about you and the consulting practice that you've built, how do they find you online for that? Well, the in in relation to the book, the best thing is to go to stopguessingbook.com. Um, if you type in "stop guessing" in that green, you, you know you'll find stuff very easily in a browser. Uh, and there, there's links to everything. There's links to my consulting practice uh, that I work in, Stroud International. Uh, there's background on me. There's also links to a lot of material related to this that are available for free online. We've got some case studies, and we have uh, a series of YouTube um, sort of short videos, one-minute videos, one for each of the behaviors, so that um, you can look at them, understand them, and share them with your, your people to help them understand the concept. And you spell your last name how? Uh, green with an E on the end. Okay. You know, the, uh, I was super excited when you were booked to be on the show. Love what you've done with your book. I think decision-making is critically important, and this book can help any leader in a company to improve their process of deliberation and data acquisition and then ultimately the quality of the decision that they made. I'm super excited that you're going to be able to benefit my community directly by speaking to them and sharing a bit of what you know on this subject. You've been a marvelous guest. Thanks for being a friend of the program, and welcome to the Critical Mass Learning Community. Thank you. Cheers. It's been brilliant. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. All right, our engineer for today's show is none other than Paul Roberts. And our producers are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. I'm your host, Rick Francie. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show and podcast, then please visit my website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. You'll also learn about the CEO peer groups that I chair here in Southern California. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.